Good day to you. Welcome back to the Path to Zion podcast where we are rediscovering the ancient way. Thank you for following along today and spending some time with us. Uh, Look, I just want to get right to this and we're going to make this brief. I realize I spend a lot of time sometimes rambling and setting up uh, a thought or a proposal of sorts when we're just doing uh, routine commentary. And so I just want to get right to it today. And this is somewhat of a continuation from the previous episode, um, which I touched briefly on just how there are circumstances of, of earth that are ongoing in measure and will continue to increase and change and affect us all in different ways at different times in different geographical places but man there's just I just wanted to turn this on real quick and broadcast something along these lines as I'm just spending time asking the Lord what are you saying today what is the spirit speaking today and it basically comes out of this um, right now down on the Gulf Coast there is a you probably know this depending on where you are in the world you may not even know we often are not aware of, of circumstances and events that aren't directly affecting us um, such as the wildfires out west I, I know that they exist I know that they're there I've seen pictures perhaps most people who watch the news and stay um, on the pulse a little bit more of, of the happenings of earth have probably seen a lot of video reports and 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 more I don't know more precisely know what's going on for example with the West Coast fires I know they and this is a perfect example I know they're there I know in measure what's going on and the catastrophe that it is but I don't really know much details and let's just be honest it doesn't personally affect me in any way whatsoever and so things that don't personally affect us let's just be honest that cannot have the same effect on us if it's not something we are personally experiencing we will have a disconnect well why is that because it's not in my life specifically how many times do we see interviews with people post event like a tornado like a hurricane specifically and like these fires I'm sure and what do the people say or even just something horrendous that takes place whether it's a um, a murder or you know anything we would deem just horrible what do most most times what do the people say in their own way I never thought this would happen to me I never thought this would be in my life whatever the event whatever the circumstance I never thought this would make its way to me when something horrible happens in a small town I never thought that that would be here we're talking about violence and hatred in humanity I never thought that would be here well why is that and this is the pulse of what I want to talk about this morning today that I'm confident the Spirit is saying needs some attention 
what do we do when things that we call catastrophic come to our house? What do we do when something horrible, whether it's a natural disaster or any kind of circumstance that can't even be predicted, no man knows. We know in measure, Scripture has told us many things that are to come and that I'm convinced are now in the birth pains reality and will be in increasing measure, measure as every day, month, year passes. As time progresses and the age digresses. What do we do when these things come to us? What do we do when they come to our home, to our lives individually, personally? And how in the world are you, my friend, postured to withstand and endure what will come? I've got teachings on this that have just not made it live. I, I wrote 10 pages on, you know, what will we do when, when things that we have prepared for come and our, prep, our preparations have been deemed insufficient. What will we do then? What will you do then? And I... I, I continue to stay on the outside of the city gates, if you will, of that topic because I know I have a very in-depth, broad teaching on that. And so I avoid talking about it with, with more attention and time because in my heart I'd like to get to the fullness of that challenging question which is, summarized, what will you do when the stuff hits the fan in your life what will I do when something catastrophic makes its way to my house and I'm saying this all the time probably every other episode in one way or another if you are a rapturitis escapism driven Christian you are probably going to suffer more than any individual on the earth if you believe that nothing hard will come to you and you will not have to endure anything because you're not appointed to wrath and so Jesus is going to come and swoop you up into the sky and then bring the hammer down. Friends, how can we look at this present age? How can we look at this very moment? And we could go through the laundry list that I briefly touched on the last episode of natural events alone on this earth in regards to food and storms and earthquakes and pestilence and wildfires not to mention the hatred of humanity that is escalating as at a immeasurable pace how in the world can this doctrine continue to remain it won't it won't last and as I said um, probably six weeks ago, maybe eight weeks now, when I talked with a random brother who I'm in no relationship with or fellowship whatsoever and is not in any way in any circle of Christianity that I'm within, challenged me with the thought that I wanted to, I did actually, pull up a chair and say, hey brother, let's talk for a while when he said, I think the great falling away is going to be the church when they're not raptured out. 
And I said, man, you have my full attention. You are willing to hear what the Spirit's saying and discern the hour. And study to show yourself approved. Instead of just this inheritance doctrine of escapism. It's a huge divider. It's a huge dividing line of, of people that you meet in life who are at the outset, you know, I am willing to endure. I am willing. Choose me, God, to endure a trial and a testing. I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to show my children the one true God and his power and strength to deliver me in the midst of instead of just remove me out of man it's such a distinguisher and boy oh boy are the numbers few the numbers are few it's a remnant of a remnant reality of those who are willing to endure i mean really endure not getting heckled at the mall because you're wearing a jesus saved t-shirt or a Make America Great Again hat. Oh my gosh, this stuff is kindergarten living. <laughs> We're not talking about that. That's nothing. People in China are being martyred for their faith and hiding out, studying the Word of God and memorizing it in its entirety while we are here mocked and made fun of like a playground joke. And we call it persecution for the name of Jesus. Friends, we don't have a clue. We don't have a clue. We have no right to even say it. But I'm telling you, I think we're going to. I think it's possible that it's going to be my generation. Here I am, 47 years old. I'm thinking it might be in my lifetime. Will it be in the lifetime of my son? Oh, I'm pretty sure. Pretty confident, yes. Well, Joel, they're all, they, man, the disciples said it was the end of the age. The disciples said the fullness had come. The disciples said Yeshua was returning any moment. Ah, oh, I know. I know it's true. It's true, yes, absolutely. But we're also equally told to keep our eyes open and our ears unclogged. And to always be ready, to always be the watchman, to always be... The, the virgin at the edge of the camp with the lamp held out saying, Is that my bridegroom? Is that him? Oh, man. Like every, man, I'm telling you, every single time I talk about that parable, I feel the emotion of it in my heart. Every single time. Every time I envision that, I have, man, I have to hold it back. I have to reel it in, say, okay, I don't have time for that today. I don't have to, I don't have time yet again to explain the substance of the parable of the virgin longing with her lamps filled. Her lamp is full and her wick is trimmed and ready and she's, she's holding it up saying, oh, shh, shh, shh. I think I hear my bridegroom coming. I think he's here. We don't have time. We don't. We don't have time for, for all of these things. But friend, are you set up for something to come to you that you know what? Well, God was supposed to deliver me from this. I didn't think I would ever experience this, whatever this may be. 
I didn't think I'd have to endure this. I thought this was for the enemy. I thought this was for the evil people. Man, we better know the word of God. We better know how many things the people of God had to endure. Because there are things coming. And why am I talking about this? And I'm going to bring this to a close and keep it short on purpose today. This storm that's coming into the coast, man, my family's down there. My parents, my sister, and her entire family, they're all right there. The eye went over them mere hours ago. I've been communicating with them via text. My sister said it's the longest night of her life. Hearing things blow off of the building they live in and smack the doors and the windows. My dad got word of, of their retirement community and porches are gone, carports are gone, siding and insulations on the ground. They don't know much yet. Still ongoing. And here's the thing, right? And I touched on this yesterday's episode about how specifically my family believes they're people of faith so what do we do well and i'm not saying their home is destroyed or anything like that but like how far do we have to take these scenarios for them to really mean something i mean they mean something already so what do they do what do i do god you what are you doing i thought you would preserve their home perfectly which he may have. I don't know. I don't know yet. But what I do know, well, God, why did you let that storm go there? My parents believed that it wouldn't come. They had faith. Why, God? You understand what I mean? And this is very topically simple, yet very profound nonetheless, as we prepare ourselves for things that are ahead of us, yet still before us. What are we going to do? All right, God, I won't be shaken. I'm not going to be moved. You are seated and throned upon everything, period, and anything that comes to me in my household, amen. Amen. I may not like it. I may not understand it at all. It may not seem right to me. It may not seem fair. But you know what? Hey, you're a sovereign God. You're perfect. I'm your son, so here we are. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Period. Settled. So let's be those people. But man, I'm telling you, the hurricane is the perfect example. This one specifically. 48 hours ago, it was a nothing system. Eh. This thing's not going to be anything. I connected with them when I heard that it was coming. Just to check in to see what they were saying locally down there on the coast. Well... It's really supposed to be a non-event. feel like it's just not going to do anything. It's very small. I mean, within 48 hours of being making landfall, it was just a nothing storm. Nothing really notable to it. But it kept increasing and increasing and increasing as it moved north. And it just wasn't moving. And man, I'm telling you, there's some spiritual metaphors within this. But listen, as I keep saying, man, I'm not the prophetic dream guy. I don't think all this stuff just needs blasted on Facebook so we can 
get all these goosebump feelings about, oh man, this is what the Lord said about the storm. And get millions of hits and get everybody all hyper-emotional and stirred. All I'm saying is for sure there are some spiritual principles within this storm specifically for us we could glean from. Let's just ask the Lord what he's saying. It was stubborn. It didn't want to go away. It didn't want to die down. And guess what? It came in and there's righteous and there's unrighteous. There's holy and there's evil. The wheat and the tares is all... That harvest field was all up in there. Both. Now, are there going to be stories where one man's house was perfectly preserved and his neighbor's was completely destroyed? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. But guess what? No matter what, it's all God's sovereign hand and will. And we'd better be seated in a place of entirely trusting our Heavenly Father to hold us and all things together. Because I think, I think some things are going to be going down in greater measure. And I will note they said that this, this storm specifically was 16 years ago to the day. I can't remember the name of that hurricane 16 years ago to the very day that was very destructive then and, and was eerily similar. And I'm telling you, here we are at feast days, the fall feast, Yom Teruah. Man, I'm telling you, these things... Oh, well, it's just crazy happenstance. No way. Why do we want to just dumb everything down? What if it's all related? What if, the, what if God is speaking on the earth? We better be attentive. I'm telling you, most won't hear. Most don't want to hear. Most just are plugging their ears, squinting their eyes, and waiting for the rapture to come to suck them out. Oh, God, get me out of here. Hurry, please. Have you forgotten me? And if that's your posture, if that's the chair you're seated in, friend, you're going to have a rough ride. You're going to have a rough ride because you're going to have to endure. You are going to be tried and tested. How will you do? None of us know. That's the crux of that study that's still not been recorded yet. That's the crux of it right there. Guess what? You don't know. How will I fare in trial and testing? I mean for real now, real trial and testing. I don't know. I don't know yet. How do Well, Joel, how do you not know? You talk all the time about spiritual preparation and all these things. I don't know because I've not yet endured it. <laughs> well, Joel, are you, oh my gosh, are you saying you could fall? Yes. Yes. And now here's the other camp. Oh my gosh, you're speaking failure over your own life. You're speaking curses. No. I'm a real human being in a body of flesh and blood, although also equally empowered by the Holy Spirit. In Yeshua Messiah, hidden with him in the son, in uh, the Father. Yes, those things are all equally true. But I'm also a natural man with a husband, with a, whoa, I don't have a husband, <laughs> with a wife and a son and a home and belongings and possessions and a natural body. We're complex individuals, right? Spiritually and naturally speaking, we do not yet know what we will do. All we can do now is what? Prepare. Prepare the house. I'm not building my house on sand. I'm not. That's for certain. But man, I don't know how it's going to fare until the winds come. Until the rains batter up against my home, I don't know. I'm talking spiritually here, of course, metaphorically. 
I don't know how I'm going to do. And guess what, friend? You don't either. You don't either. (laughs) So let's build something secure now. Let's prepare now. Let's be prepared to evacuate in whatever ways are necessary. And that's a broad thing. Well, what do you even mean, Joel? Man, I don't even have time. So we're at 20 minutes. I'm going to keep it at that. That was the goal. Here we go. Visit us at pathdesign.com. Sign up for our uh, email notifications there. Send us an email at pathdesignpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know you're listening. Man, we're getting some listeners in very unique places. Philippines, Barbados, Jamaica. Man, how awesome. It's incredible. Thank you for listening wherever you are. I'm, I'm very grateful. We'll be talking about some more things soon. Uh, man, I've got some stuff primed and ready to go. I've just got to get a block of time. I might just have to take a day off and record a whole heap and helping of stuff. Friends, go down deep. Dig some footers. Build a foundation upon the rock. Unshakable, unmovable. God is good. He is faithful. Yahweh is perfect in all his ways. His sovereign will be accomplished in your life and mine. Amen.